This is Pastor Joshua. And I just want to be with you today for a little Bible study. This is Perseverance of the Saints. This is the first episode. I want to say hi. I want to introduce myself. I've been pastoring around the valley for a long time. Uh, you can just call me a para-pastor. I go where they send me. And I preach the Word of God. Uh, how to set people free. Teach about Jesus' love, the truth. It is the greatest privilege, the greatest honor that I've ever had to commit myself to. When God chose me before the foundations of the world, before the foundations of the universe. And today I would like to talk about truth. What is truth? How do we define truth? We live our life by the truth that we know. Whether it's the valid truth in Jesus Christ, set free through God, redeemed by the Holy Spirit. Or we live for ourselves, for the enemy, for Satan, for the flesh. To do wrong, to hide evil. Is our truth subjective? Are we a cosmological mistake guided by the laws of entropy through spontaneous generation evolving just to go back to oblivion with no major purpose as mankind tries to extend life because people fear? They fear that darkness that awaits them. They fear that unknown they feared their consciousness being stamped out. Beloved, I don't believe any of that. And it's not just that I don't believe any of that. I know that is not true. Yes, I'm arrogant. I am proud that I'm arrogant and that I can boast in the things, in the accomplishments, in the redemption that Jesus Christ did for humanity. And Pontius Pilate had an episode where he said, What is truth? This man lived his whole life, climbed up through the ranks, was a soldier, was a governor. And he's looking at the creator of the universe and says, What is truth? Isn't that the question everybody wants to know? What is truth? truth. When I look around the world, when I look at the chaos, when I look at the presidency, when I look at the divided, divisive politics, the polarization even in the churches, in the workplace, drugs, alcohol, people mistreating each other, parents being excessively harsh with their kids to the point where they enrage them, it's because people simply deny the truth. And the truth will set you free. Jesus Christ said that. But there is a cost. You got to give up everything. You got to walk with him. You have to trust him to the degree where when he tells you something's not good through the Holy Spirit, it's not good. When it's just and right and true, it is. And I would like to pick up at John Chapter 18, verse 33. Just follow along, sit back, listen. We'll go through some in-depth Bible studies on this podcast, Perseverance of the Saints Ministry. But just sit back and listen, and you can decide for yourself. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus to him. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, do you say this of your own accord? Or do others say this about me? 
Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. Now I want to stop right there because his kingdom wasn't of this world. His own disciples thought it was going to be a political revolution, that he was going to establish an earthly kingdom and he was going to be the king and everybody was going to honor him and worship him as king. But his goal was to go to the cross and die and redeem humanity from the curse that happened at the Garden of Eden where death entered the world. And now we're subject to it if we're not in Christ and it's a terminal illness. It was never meant to happen. And Jesus said, if my kingdom was of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered, be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not of this world. And can you just imagine Pilate standing there? I mean, he has an individual that's probably been beaten up pretty good, standing in front of Pilate. And Jesus asked him, Who are you? He says, Why would your people deliver you to me? Are you a king of the Jews? And that was Jesus' response. But my kingdom is not from this world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born. And for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. The truth against what? The truth against the boastful. The truth against the mighty. The truth against the proud. The truth against the false gods of the Roman Empire, of the Greek Empire, the Babylonian Empire, the Assyrian Empire. Testimony of the truth to house, to set mankind free from demonic activity, from possession, from captivation of your own fears, of your own letdowns, of your own depression, of your own sicknesses. And beloved, I'm not saying that to eradicate the needs of doctors or psychiatrists or psychologists, uh, because Jesus enlightens people and he helps us through certain people. But what I am saying is deliverance is predicated on Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. And he says, so you're a king. And Jesus said, you say that I am a king. For this purpose, I was born. For this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Well, the truth is in Genesis that God created everything. God created the world. God spoke and the universe collected itself through elementary particles and, and everything else, and it constituted itself based off God's word. And you know what's real interesting is he said anyone, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Now stop right there. 
you know, some people have said, well, that's pretty arrogant, Josh. So if I'm not listening to Jesus, if I don't hear his voice, I'm not under the truth and I'm under demonic depression and I'm under demonic attack and I'm basically I'm a sitting duck on a fence and the farmer got the 12 gauge out just ready to just ready to unload on me absolutely absolutely if we do not hear the truth the voice of Christ we don't belong to God and we belong to Satan and you're a guaranteed casualty you have no defense but your own righteousness, which isn't righteousness at all, but evil. And society can look at somebody and say, wow, that guy looks really awesome. He looks really amazing. He's donating to charity. He's taking care of the kids. He's just a go-getter. He's awesome, or she is. And they're just amazing people. That's all a facade. That's a lie by the enemy to keep us repressed from acknowledging the truth and acknowledging Jesus' voice, the creator. And there have been discussions where people have gotten mad at me, that have called me arrogant, that I said, who am I to judge? But I'm not judging anybody. The word judges. The word cuts from truth, and it cuts in lies, and it divides all. So when Jesus says, everyone who hears the truth listens to my voice, so what if you don't listen to his voice? Are you hearing the truth? Everybody wants to stand on their own in this world. To me, ladies and gentlemen, Christianity in its fullest beautiful form is a very rare thing nowadays in America, especially here where I'm living. It's more of a subjective psychological experience used to get what you want from God like he's a genie on Aladdin. And most Christians that I run into don't even live in reality as far as a biblical context is concerned. The truth is something that you can never get enough of. That you wake up every day and it burns in your heart. That you're always thirsty for. You're never satisfied in the sense because you want more and you're waiting for the day of completion to where you're fully redeemed in the sense of that perfective body, unable to sin, not marred by sin anymore, genetically flourishing just by the word of God. And when you hear the truth, you listen to it all day, even in the midst of sin and wrongdoing and repentance. And then Pilate said to him, what is truth? Well, think about that. Stop right there. Let's end the debate. Let's just put the last nail in the proverbial coffin, sort of say. He said, what is truth? Well, Jesus said, I am. Now, that's a big journey when somebody says, where do I start? Well, it's the word of God. It's the Bible. And if he's the truth, we need to seek it. If Jesus is the truth, we need not to ignore it. If Jesus is the truth, we need to love him. And if we love him, if we love his word, all we have to do is seek him out. Not everybody's a theologian right off the bat. 
But if we seek him out, you can get bits and pieces. And it all starts coming together in a beautiful way. He told Pilate, I'm the truth. But then he says, what is truth? I guess these two individuals, one from Nazareth, the other from Rome, they're at an intellectual standoff. After he said this, he went back outside and told the Jews, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at Passover. You want me to release to you the king of the Jews? So he's asking them. He goes back outside to this crowd of these Sadducees and these Pharisees and these individuals that hate him because they're calling him a blasphemer because he's saying he's the son of God. He's doing miracles. And he was even accused of doing miracles by Isabel. And that was just a demonic god, god of the Philistines, basically the prince of the devil. And they're condemning him. They're crying out. They're ridiculing him. They're persecuting him. And they called him Beelzebub back in scripture, which was a lord of the flies. They put a twist on it. They took that Philistine God and they ridiculed him and made it even worse than what it was to condemn him. And they wanted him crucified. And Pilate was in this political situation where if he didn't rectify it and stop this situation right now, he would be accused of letting the situation get out of control. And Jesus was delivered up to be crucified. Why? To bear the truth to man, to humanity, about love, about how to set people free if they just trust in him and not trust in themselves. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. Wasn't that a cop out? They beat him, stuck a crown into his head, arrayed him with purple. And then they came out and they said, We find no fault in him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to him, Behold the man. When the chief priest and the officer saw him, they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. It wasn't enough for them, bearing false testimony, not hearing the truth. Children of Satan, children of the enemy, and their evil deepest desires, they cried out, crucify him. Pilate said to them, take him yourself and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. This wasn't just a meeting to where Jesus was standing in front of Pilate and Pilate just saw some broken man, some fool, somebody did not have power, 
I can imagine being Pilate standing in the presence of the creator of the universe. And he did not want to crucify him at that time, even though he's responsible for it, and he's responsible for him getting beat. But apparently he was trying to weasel his way out of it. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he has made himself the son of God. Well, he was the son of God. He was the root of Jesse. He came from Nazareth. Nazareth means shoot. He was a shoot that came from Jesse, the root, the stump of Jesse, the descendant of David. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. Well, because of the political ramifications. He enters his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. They pronounced and proclaimed a death sentence on Pilate, is what they did. And that's how these individuals, these manipulators, these vipers, these devils were. Because they think it would alleviate the blood on their hands. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. Well, that's right, because Caesar, in his eyes, was the king. He was the god. He was the creator. And anyone that didn't have an incense certificate that proved they burned incense to them was in danger of the hippodromes, a circus, death, the crucifixion, the tarred shirt that would set on fire and burn people alive. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement in an Aramic Gabatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. And he said to the Jews, Behold your king! They cried out, Away with him! Away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him up to be crucified. That crucifixion was a universal phenomena in the sense of he took all sin of the world onto him, all pain, all suffering, answered every question of why sin went on so long without being rectified. He was the ultimate sacrifice. And just like in the Old Testament when the scapegoat was taken out the city and slaughtered, when the high priest would put the sin on that goat, Jesus himself was a scapegoat for us, driven out of the city, driven to Gugatha, crucified, and that's where they wanted him, dead, destroyed. Beloved, we are saints. 
because we are saved. And we are persevering every day until we get to go home. And I will finish and conclude this story in the next episode. But for now, I would like to close in a prayer for everybody. For those that aren't saved, bow your head and close your eyes. You don't got to give any special prayers. This ain't no special recipe. There's no formula. You just have to cry out to Christ. Father God, if anybody's listening to this podcast, I ask that you reach out to them, that you redeem them, that you save them, that you speak into their heart, that you speak into their mind, that you take them from the depths of hell and you have them reach the heights of heaven that you guide their feet, that you help the words that they speak, that you enlighten their mind of who the Savior is. Lord, just show them you love them. All they have to do is confess that Jesus Christ is your Son, the Messiah. Just repeat after me. Jesus, I accept you as my Messiah. Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. You died for me, for my sins, and you rose again on the third day because you took my place. And I accept that gift. Please give me salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family. God bless you all. This is Pastor Joshua. And until we meet again on Perseverance of the Saints Ministries. Seven days, I miss the whole week.